Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Melissa Myers, best-selling author, speaker, wealth advisor, money coach, and founding partner of Carmel Financial Planners, who help you to get clear about what truly matters to you and then help you to align your money with your values so you can live the life with the bonus of blessing others along the way. Beautiful. Hey, Melissa, welcome to the show. Well, thanks, Mark. It's great to be here. You're so, so welcome. Can you just expand a bit more on, you know, where are you today with your business and who is it that you love to work with? Sure. I am 23 years in the industry, 24 if you count the year that I was a bank teller during the co-op program in my senior year of high school. So financial services to some degree has been in my blood for a long time. I uh, am 10 years independent from corporate America. So uh, self-employed, independent, not having to answer to anybody else's expectations in these last 10 years has been really fabulous because it's allowed me to get to the point where I've identified the clients that I like to work with. And I like to work with clients like me, you know, being nice, being coachable, being open to new ways of looking at things and then people who will take action. So a lot of my clients have um, actually really been in one particular area and that's female pharmacists. And Mm -hmm. My degree is in biology, so that's part of that scientific method or approach that brings us and bonds us together. Um, But yeah, nobody wants to make mistakes with their money, and especially a pharmacist doesn't want to make mistakes in their career because that could kill Mm. people. And you know, I want to help help them avoid making mistakes with their money. Oh, fantastic! So the sort of knock on the direct and the indirect impact that you have on the world through them is is huge so yes I, I love the way that I mean niching down is something that yeah, we're all told to do you need to find the right people and you follow sort of the code of a lot of entrepreneurs which is it's me just a couple just different 10, 20 years ago <laughs> it's it's that that kind of aspect you, you found your people so what what was it like for you as you maybe as you first started as you came into this and sort of trying to find your way because you surely didn't walk into this with yep I know exactly what I'm doing who I'm serving how I'm doing it I've got this down right right well and what's interesting with the the pharmacists that I'm working with a lot of them are actually leaving the corporate pharmacy world and starting their own practices and doing Mm -hmm. a lot of what I do now so that's also a neat um, correlation 
going back 20 some years, I was the person who came to the office at seven. I would leave at seven. I would come in on Saturdays. And this was before there was a lot of emphasis on the do not call list. So I was the one calling you at whatever time, yeah. hoping to strike up a conversation and get you to come into the office. And so a lot has changed in terms of how we even conduct business with what, what I say now is we operate a virtual office and we do have a brick and mortar location in Spring Lake, Michigan. So we were able to serve clients across the country as opposed to just one you know, community or one area of the state. So that has changed, but yes, I, starting out, if I could have a conversation with you, great. But what I did learn early on, this was 2000 and the other advisors in the office still call themselves brokers. I had an opportunity to, look, to learn about financial planning and how that was different. And it just felt yeah. so much better to me. So that I've been doing financial planning before financial planning was cool. <laughs> no. So what, what, what do your clients, when they come to you, when they first come to you, what do you find like time and time again, you have to help them to sort of work through or even understand so that, that they can start to make steps in the right direction? Yeah, usually there's a triggering event. Sometimes it's just a milestone birthday. Sometimes it is um, a, a, like a health event or a, a path, a death. Somebody lost their job. There's usually some triggering event that gets them thinking, hmm, what if this happened to me? Or I had the worst day at work. How much longer do I have to put up with this? When can I retire? <laughs> And, and sometimes the worst day at work is just a physical thing, especially for pharmacists. They're on their feet all day. If they're in retail pharmacy, they're, you know, having to run to the bathroom with a whole bunch of people looking at them, wondering when their prescriptions getting filled, they're maybe mm. eating on the fly, standing behind. So then their health starts to get affected. Yeah. And when their health is affected, that's when they're looking for that relief. They're looking for that way out. Like how much longer, if I just know how much longer, <laughs> then I can deal with it a lot better. And so we can help them kind of shore up the, mm. the, the time span. They don't necessarily have to work until they get health insurance, you know, through Medicare, they, they have other options. And the sooner they start, then the better they have not just results, but the, the options, you know, where they work from, when they work, all, all of that, maybe they go into their own business. Mm. So we get to them, we get to help them see the possibilities. Oh, and that's beautiful. See the possibilities because it, yeah. it's so tough. We can get so caught up in um, the dramas, the day-to-day -day. things drift, things are just fine. It's okay. Or the pain's not, not great enough because there's a beautiful place which so either side of comfort, which is on one side, the, the pain is so, so big that you have to move forward and get out of there. On the other side is the goal. When the goal, the dream, what I want is so powerful, they need to get out. Most of the time, we're all stuck in the middle. It's like, ah, it's, it's kind of okay. But that could kind of move away there. a little bit. Yeah. But How much longer don't. can I continue to not experience that? Or how much longer can I continue? to experience this now that right. is the place so it sounds like you're traditionally your people are i can't do this anymore i need to find a way out so they've hit that point of maybe disillusion maybe a bit of burnout maybe it's just i'm done what 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 else is there so that word possibilities i think it's beautiful 
So where is the possibility? Where do you start? How do you give them that glimpse of, okay, here's what's possible? You know, we're a little bit different because we don't necessarily start with how much is in your investment account and is there a way we can sell insurance to you? So we, we take a step backward and actually in my book, the first three chapters, we don't even talk about money. We start talking about values and what's important and the, 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 that idea of going away from what we don't want to what we want, helping mm. clients get clarity about what's really at the end of the day, what is important to them. Yeah. If money was no object, what would you spend your time doing? What would bring you joy? And uh, I like to feel my feelings, even the bad ones, because <laughs> once you get in, you know, you, you, you have to have the good and the bad. And just like with goals, we, we can set goals, but I had a situation about almost 10 years ago now where I had hit every single goal in my life and I was empty. I felt like nothing like void. And I, I knew consciously, I knew that was weird and, and off, but what I didn't understand is purpose. And so when you can get to that point where you know what your purpose is, that can be that momentum and that motivation to drive you to that next level, to that next place in life. Yeah. Can, can you talk to that a little bit more? Because I think that situation there of, yeah, I've, I've reached my goals. Some people's like, I've got the car, I've got the marriage, I've got the job, I've got the house, but oh, something is missing. It is those those targets that we we think is important we place importance on and they might have been at certain times but things can kind of change so what was it like for you personally as you kind of hit that and realized this isn't this isn't it what what am i missing yeah well i i'm again a bit different i will advocate for people being debt free even if that means I don't get to manage the money, which that costs me money. However, <laughs> I know that feeling of peace that comes with having a paid for home and not having um, all, all these debt payments, it's a huge relief for, for people. And then once you realize that, okay, I, I got to this place, I don't need the big fancy house, or I don't need the fancy car, or maybe I do, because I really, really love it. Like I'm an up North girl, so I like to drive a fun sports car and I can still drive a stick shift. Like I, I, I don't want to take away from anyone what they love and what brings them joy and lights them yeah. up. I want to help them realize what they can release that isn't bringing them joy. So if the, the car payments and the house and the trips, if, if that's bringing you down because it's not aligned with your core values, then those are things you can start to let go of. And I think like the, I cleaned out a drawer over the weekend and I left the drawer empty. And I'm going to see how long it stays empty, just because I believe that when we when we clean up our messes, that opens the doors for for new opportunities. Oh yeah, nature pours a vacuum; it will fill. We know this. We we clean our calendar. Just try it. Delete everything from one day. It'll be you'll be amazed just how quickly that starts to to creep back in. It's yeah, beautiful. But seeing what when you have that new direction, new passion, um, and just having and awareness around it, right? Like, does this actually make me happy? You know, Marie Kondo a few years ago had that book about minimalism and, and looking at physical objects and, and asking yourself and just like being conscious, does mm. this bring me joy? And if the answer is no, then 
they, those things need to go. And, and you, like cleaning house, uh, it, from a, uh, what do you say? Like a physical perspective or a a concept, like, you know, in your mind, I'm cleaning house, I'm getting rid of these things, releasing them. Um, I will, I will put it out there that be kind to yourself because you can't do everything all at once. But if you do things gradually over time and make them a habit and have awareness around it and surround yourself with people who will support you in that <laughs> house cleaning process, then you're going to have better results. And, and people are always watching us, especially when we're in the public eye, they're watching. And that helps hold you to a higher standard to not revert and to not get sucked into things that are, you're not responding to the noise. You're not getting pulled down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Being true to yourself is important. Finding out what's in that is, is so I think crucial and holding on to dropped in here. If, if other people are watching, people are always watching. We know that, but also maybe the weight that we put on that is, is slightly different. So to hold what's what's true in the public eye and what's true always authentically yes with following your joy following your passion ultimately none of that really matters if you're holding space for you know that this is right for you and sometimes i guess it could be hard to find out where is my joy where's my passion because as businesses grow as we level up as things change we change we evolve our identity changes so to sort that point, as, as you've kind of grown and evolved and helping so many different people in different situations, what's it been like for you as you sort of say, say yes to new things, say no to things that used to serve you, but realize, huh, it's not quite right anymore. What was that journey like? Well, this is a little unconventional and my, my response will be <laughs> the things that I've had to transition toward is the ability on my calendar to have white space and to make time for fun. Mm. Because I grew up in a household where, you know, you, you, you could stay out of trouble by performing, by getting good grades and, and having that expectation, that performance productivity expectation. Mm. And then it transferred through to college and early in my career, you know, work, 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 because you've got these goals that other people are putting on you. And I have a friend who a few years back, she'd be like, Hey, let's have a pool party on, on whatever day, Tuesday. Let's have, let's, why don't you take the day off? It would make me mad, not mad at her, but now with a few years of reflective hindsight, I felt like I should be working. You're not going to grow. You're not going to grow your business. But what I've learned is when you take some extra time off, that's when you can rejuvenate and you're the things that you were blocking can come to your way. And maybe they were right there all along. You just didn't see it. And so, yeah, making time for fun as a business owner, I think is a huge challenge and also hugely necessary. Yeah. I mean, I'll share my story there. I, I exactly the same position. It was tough to find time for play because I've got to do this. This is the way forward. Um, this was going to help you know, my business at that time without realizing the focus is slightly gone. The weights, oh my gosh, of the business to provide and be have all of my attention. But no, there's there's a whole load of other aspects to our lives. However, whether it's 
social media or society or family beliefs, whatever it might be. All these things creep up to here's what you should do. Here's what success looks like. And we find ourselves doing things that are like, hey, that's, that's not really, that wasn't the dream, was it? So how have you brought this into the modern day? Because as you've continued to grow and evolve your business and you're know, taking different directions and what's it been like for you to, to know this stuff? <laughs> because we all know this stuff. It's actually doing it, which is sometimes the hardest bit. What's that sort of roller coaster been like for you? You know, we're, I think as business owners, we're always going to be hardest on ourselves. And no so, idea what you mean whatsoever. <laughs> giving ourselves permission to be kind and, and give grace where grace is needed internally to those around us. You know, I have a 17 step commute from my office to my home. So sometimes I don't have that decompression time. Mm. And I, I do realize now that I don't drive to an office, how therapeutic that actually was. So I, I just always try at the end of the day to do a debrief with myself about what I did well, what the, you know, yeah. what the wins were for the day, what I can improve upon and doing so with, with kindness instead of beating myself up. And, yeah. you know, sometimes there's the people in your life that have to come along with you, um, and, and I'll go rogue again. I'll talk about money because that's what I do. That's my thing. Um, you know, I, my husband and I paid off our house a little over a year ago and somehow that was the trigger that gave him permission to take a half day off on Fridays in the summer. And we spend it together. And, you know, if, if he hadn't agreed to do that, I probably would have just kept working. Yeah. Instead of making that time for myself. And, you know, travel is super important. Um, and for those of you business owners who aren't paying yourself, I highly recommend that you pay yourself. And just like you save money for taxes, save money for the things that are enriching in your life on the personal side. So mm -hmm. vacations are super important to us. And I, I, I think whatever you do on the personal side with your finances the results that you're getting are going to be a reflection of what you have happen in your business. And if you're a hot mess on your personal finances, your business probably is too. And so I think there's a, a real good reason to make sure that, that both are um, healthy, that your personal finances are healthy, your business health finances are healthy. And, and when they are, you don't feel like you have to keep chasing the, the dollar and, yeah. and, not being able to take that time off. Yeah, but that area there, um, being a, we're, we're all a hot mess in certain areas or at certain times. We're human. It's always going to happen, yes. especially as we're growing and evolving. But we, we, you can start to see, okay, I can see what your business is like because I can see your personal life or I can see what your relationships are like because I can see how your business is evolving. There are all these things that are tied in together. As a business owner, as the entrepreneur, it's, it's a reflection on, on us we are the ones that, that hold everything so everything is so finely connected together and it's easy to say oh that's that's separate it's not as I'm nah. it, it's not it it never is it can't be we can have um balance we can have boundaries still a connection that's always going to be so what with your husband 
I think that is a, a beautiful sort of thing to talk about or to talk to briefly. His ability to finally let go once the house has paid off. So there was, it feels like there was a, a fear there. Sounds like there was a bit of scarcity or lack or worry, whatever it might have been. That once that's done, then these things can happen. Right. What was it like for you seeing that from obviously your wealth of experience, but sort of living within that? And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's happens all the time. It's just interesting to see these behaviors and patterns and once this, then that. You know, I do a lot of listening to podcasts and self-development and what what's neat is over the last, uh, I would say about three or four years is when I can play something in front of him and he'll pick up on something that we can then have a conversation about and have a safe conversation. So it's neat to be able to see his horizons expand, his way of thinking and him pursuing some of his interests as well, because life's short. And <laughs> I don't, I've never met anybody who's on their deathbed that said they should work more they, or they should have worked more. And I remind him of that. And so, and I'm, I'm driven to work too. And like I said, I'm highly fulfilled by working. And um, so when you have two personalities that are on that productivity track, mm. it's really hard. But what I've started envisioning in my mind is, you know, you're taking off on an airplane and they've got the throttle down, they're going, 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 going. And then finally after liftoff, they, they pull back on the engine or cut the speed. I don't know all the technical terms, but I feel like that's what as business owners that we go through and you can pull back and, and take a break, but you're still going to have that momentum carrying you forward. And I think that all of the, all of the investments that we make in a day, whether it's being on a podcast or creating the podcast for others to be on it and making that connection, Everything that we do in life is a building block and it's just preparing us for that next thing, even if we don't know what that next thing is. Mm. And so looking at things from a lesson and a, pre uh, a preparation process, that's enough to keep you going sometimes. Well, it also keeps the, the alertness, the awareness going, not to live in threat or fear, but there's more to it because let's carry on with the plane analogy. Okay. You've, you put it on autopilot. You're, you're now cruising altitude. It's like, ah, there's not that much effort to keep on going. However, it's going to be a little bit of turbulence. You're going to go into a different region. Oh my gosh, there are some storms or things going on, all this stuff. So we're always going to sort of have that. I mean, joking offline about, you know, your next phase and looking at the, the speaking and being seen more and putting yourself out there with, of course, then, judgment comes because it's either what we look for or it naturally happens so as you hit this new sort of level of a bit of a bit of turbulence a bit of the new area what's that like for you to be like okay cool i need to take control again i need to make a change i'm not quite sure what that is but something's going on here what's that like part of it is being a leader part of it is being a manager leading, leading ourselves, managing ourselves, leading those on our team. And I am, I have embraced the idea of delegation. I have also adapted it. There's more adaptation and ad ad uh, adoption to go, but it's really great because, you know, when I can release control and allow the team to help support, we get better results. Mm. 
because there's that mastermind, there's that, that, that community piece to it. Somebody's one person's idea sparks another person's idea. And then the outcome is much better than what I could have come up with on my own. So I think that as business owners, we need to find the team members that have our mission aligned with our mission and then give them room to run and grow. And it's every CEO, every business owner knows that. But oh my gosh, in that moment, I mean, you said multiple times on this podcast already that you're slightly different. You'll take a different way. So, and you've already just said that you're delegating, but you found it as quite a different way of doing it. It's like you're still finding ways to still do things in a new, your maybe slightly new and different, maybe slight avoiding. I'm not going to do the thing. I'm going to find my way to do it. So it's a bit more comfortable, but I still get the end result. So we have to find our own path through through all of this. And it sounds like that's what you're, that's the route that you're enjoying taking. Yeah. And you know, it, there's a learning curve to that as well, to exploring. And um, we talked about different personality tests. So Colby A is a personality test that I took. And I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, it was just so clarifying, like, oh, that's why I'm like I am. And then thinking about team members and why they're like they are. And, and um, having that clarity and then being able to make sure that the management leadership decisions that I'm making are based on other people's strengths as well as my own. And one of the things that Colby A confirmed for me is that I like to create a system, but I'm always refining it. Whereas, uh, and I'll just build it to get things done so that we've got the system because systems work and, and, and the tools and structures, they work. Other teammates might be very much more comfortable knowing what all the parameters are before they go into that yeah. role or into that job function. Whereas others, they'll just do anything and they'll just try it and see what happens. And, and that's great too. And we need all sorts yeah. when it, when it um, comes to running the business and um, making sure people are in the right seats on the right bus, you know, going the right way. And, um, yeah. So it, it, that's a fun process and, and being able to listen, you know, there's the philosophy of open door management. Sometimes you need to have that, that door closed to do your deep link for me to do deep work. Um, but really making time for, for the team, I think is important. And this is another thing <laughs> growing up in the traditional financial services world, there was an advisor and maybe a group of advisors, and then they had support staff. Well, it was so hard for me for a long time to go into that delegation phase of, of hiring, because in my mind, I had to do it like I had seen throughout my career, where there's a dedicated person, and they work at the desk, mm -hmm. and they're there for 40 hours, and they do everything, even though it might not be their sweet spot. Mm -hmm. I was able to hire an, a, a virtual admin. She came to the table fully trained. She knew the industry. She knew the systems. So that was just a segment of the business and how I was able to delegate. So I think like thinking through, you don't have to hire one person, commit to them full time and um, expect them to do all of the things. Find the people who have the skills in that area where you need it at that time. Well, because as a, as a solopreneur, we may be wearing every single hat. So right. the first step is to try and replace all of us. So that's not going to happen. How can you <laughs> then put that responsibility on someone else? Oh my gosh, it's where's that nuance? So it sounds like as, you, as you've grown, as you've gone into multiple different areas, it's, okay, where 
is that expert? Where is that zone of genius? Where can I pull someone because I either need this or gosh, I don't want to be doing that. Yes. And, you know, and I think like this whole process of writing a book, I had a, a, a coach through the book writing process who put together all of these great tools and resources for us. And even though he made me uncomfortable because he was so creative, he was always coming up with something new. Every single week there was something new and he was so excited about because he just learned it. He was going to teach us and we could go and learn it and do it and include it in our book. That was exhausting for me because I need a little bit more of a step-by-step. But what was really cool is like the cover for the book, the cover designer was, um, she's from Russia and she was on 99 Designs and we did a book cover design contest. And then the formatter for the, the content of the book inside, just the formatting, he's from the Philippines. And then I had a project manager, she was in Arizona and somebody else helped me get it on, on Amazon. And so it was like a really neat collaboration all around the world, literally. And, you know, it's so much better than I would have done on my own. My, I had somebody say, well, are you going to, have color in it? Are you going to, going to do graphics? And I thought, no, I don't want to. I don't know how. I don't know how. But then having the team, the the how became the who, and yeah. the who made it so much better. I love that. So finding the right people for the right area, finding who need doesn't matter who they are, where they are. It's what do I need here? Whose help do I need? Where am I going? Is it one person? Is it two people? Is it a platform? Whatever it might be. So finding out that area, and it sounds like just from, just from the book, oh my gosh, this, this, everything just falls into place. And you couldn't have done this by just one person or on your own. Well, you right. could have done. Who knows how long it could have taken you, right? How long and the quality. The, the result is so much better than anything I could have dreamed of. And I, uh, my adage is ask for help. And I'm so glad all along through my career and adulthood now that I've been willing to ask for help, because when you ask for help, it might not be that person who can help you, but they probably know someone. Mm. Yeah. I think again, awareness, visibility, knowing about this the plane is rocking, but the autopilot on it is fine, but no, no, it, it, it's definitely rocking. Let's find <laughs> out who knows what this is all about. Oh, love that. Hey, yes. Melissa, thank you so much for sharing not only your business, but behind the scenes of what it's like for you as you continue to move forward. Um, it's been fascinating. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me on, Mark. You're welcome. Look, if you want to find out more about, about you and the work that you do, where can they find you? MelissaMyersGroup.com is our website. And that's a great place to go. We've got links to courses, books, bios. We've got blog posts. And you can sign up for an email uh, to get on our email list and stay in the loop. And uh, Mark, I can send you a link tree. So they have a number of other resources that if you Absolutely. want to post them, that they can have access to. Sounds good. Perfect. So wherever you listen to this, look down in the show notes, click on all the links. Um, but hey, Melissa, thank you so much for, for sharing today. It's been beautiful. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. Have a great day. Thank you. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark. Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how... 
how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.